This is episode 27 of the Deeper Than Work podcast. This is a bonus episode recorded January 8th, 2018, which is my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I thought it would be cool for me to do things a little bit differently today. I want to talk about the 34 lessons I've learned in my career, basically one lesson for every year of my life. Um, And so it's a little bit longer. It's a little bit of a longer episode than normal, but I really just had a lot to say. Hopefully you can relate to the lessons I've learned and they resonate with you. And it inspires you to sit down and think about, you know, what are the top lessons that you've learned in your career and really take that time to reflect. So I hope that you enjoy it. Um, Without any further ado, here we go. Welcome to Deeper Than Work, a podcast for high achieving and ambitious women ready to make more money, have more impact and thrive at work and life. And now here's your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, HR expert, career coach and breaker of glass ceilings. This episode is brought to you by the C-Suite. The C-Suite, also known as the Career Suite, is my free epic resource library. Now, I update it all the time, and it is jam-packed with video tutorials, cheat sheets, checklists, just so many tools, so many resources to help you take your career to the next level. So if you're ready to enter the C-Suite, all you gotta do is head on over to the show notes for this episode, Enter your email and I will gladly send you the link and the password to enter. All right, so I'll talk to you soon. Okay, so we are talking about the 34 things I've learned over the past 34 years in my career. So all of these have come from just lessons and situations and experiences that I've had. And I figured, you know, since it's my birthday, it makes sense just to sit down and reflect like I always do, but not only reflect and keep the information that I'm reflecting to myself, but, you know, share it with all of you because you may be going through similar situations or similar experiences. And maybe these lessons that I've learned along the way can help you with whatever situation you're going through. So just going to go through each of the 34 things um, and you can take it for what you want. These are just things that are personal to me and that I have learned over the course of the year. So the first lesson, and these are in no particular order, literally as I was doing my reflecting, just as things came to mind, I wrote them down. So that's how I'm going to go through them. So the first one is that someone else's success does not take away from my own. This was an important lesson for me to learn because there was definitely a time in my career where, you know, it was like if someone else was getting promoted or if someone else was getting recognized, then I would feel like, oh, my ship has sailed. Like I'll never get recognized or I'll never get promoted or I'll never get that assignment or whatever it was. And it really used to affect me so personally and so deeply to see someone else getting some accolade until I came to the realization that there's enough success for all of us just because someone else is moving up or getting it's their time to shine doesn't mean that I will never have a chance to shine. I'll never have my opportunity. So what someone else is doing, I really learned to not worry about it and not not I wouldn't say not care, but not care because someone else can be succeeding. Someone else can get, you know, all of the accolades and the achievements that does not take away from me as long as I continue to keep my eye on the prize and keep working towards what I want to achieve, then the sky's the limit. 
Second lesson is that I am exactly where I need to be. This one, this is even a struggle now. It's something that I've definitely learned and definitely gotten better at over the years, but it's still something that I need to check myself every now and then. We get so caught up in where we should be, right? At this time in my life, I'm 34 years old today, I should be doing this. I should have already achieved that. And it's a constant reminder for me to know that where I am now in my career, where I am now in my life, is exactly where I need to be. The lessons that I need to learn, the experiences that I need to have, they're all equipping me and, you know, they're all getting me ready for whatever the next phase is or whatever the next chapter is. And, you know, every time I think that I should be doing something else, why isn't this happening? Why is the timing, you know, coming this way? When I finally do get to whatever it is that I was looking forward to get, I can look back. You know, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, and that is so true, but I look back and I say, wow, I wasn't ready. You know, I shouldn't have been there. Thank God I didn't get that. When when you see, sometimes when you see things that you wanted in your career, like you wanted to have that opportunity or you wanted that job so bad, and then you, you know, you don't get it for whatever reason or things don't pan out. And then you look back and be like, wow, I see why I wasn't supposed to get it. Look at what happened. Maybe everybody got laid off who was there, or maybe the company went under, or maybe you found another opportunity that was so amazing. Just just take a step back and know that wherever you are is where you need to be, even if it sucks, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's not fun. This is where you are. There's a lesson to be learned. There's something for you to, to do in the space that you're in. So just embrace it, put your head down, and do what you need to do. The third lesson is to always be humble or else life will humble you. If you walk around with this ego that's so huge and thinking that, you know, you're the best thing since sliced bread, nobody can touch you, you know, you're just the bomb.com and everyone else is beneath you, there's only a matter of time before you're going to get knocked down to size. (laughs) There have been times in my career where I'm like, I am on top. Nobody can tell me anything. I am amazing. Look at all these things that I'm doing. Nobody else can do it like me. I am the best. And then situations will come up. Things will happen. I will be reminded that I need to humble myself. I will be reminded that as quickly as you moved up this ladder and as quickly as you were able to accomplish X is as quickly as it can go away. So you need to always, always be humble and be grateful and be respectful of the process and of the journey and of where you are in your career and respectful of everyone else around you, no matter if they're your peer, if they're more junior to you, more senior to you, whatever it is. Be humble because that that itch can get taken away in a moment's notice. You know, I I've been laid off. I've been passed over for things. Right. I've been in tough situations at work when I had to crawl myself out of, you know, situations that I put myself in. And, you know, not that I enjoy those situations. I really don't. But once I come out the other side, like I realize that okay, that was a moment where I I needed to humble myself. I was getting a little bit too, too besides myself. And, and, you know, and life has a way of doing that. So just remember to be humble. So you don't have to, you know, take those tough lessons and things don't have to come to humble you. Just remember, ego was the enemy. That's an amazing book that you should check out if you haven't already. But 
it really is, right? Just beyond the book, like it really is. You you, you don't want to have an ego that's kind of overblown. You want to just always know that, yes, you're, you're successful and yes, you can achieve what you want to achieve, but be humble about it, be grateful about it, be respectful. The fourth thing is to honor your pace. I've talked about this and I've posted about this and I think this really resonates with a lot of women in their career, but similar to what I said in the second point about, you know, I am exactly where I need to be. Honoring my pace is, this is like a daily, daily struggle. And what I mean by that is everyone accomplishes their goals in their own time. I, when I was younger, like when I was in high school and even in college, I said that, you know, by 30, I would, you know, have like two kids, two or three kids already. I'd be married by 20. I said, I think I said something crazy, like 23 or something like that. Like I would do X. I I just said all of these things that I would would have done in my life by certain times. And I would be, get a promotion by this time. And I would be a vice president by 30. Like I just had all of these goals. I've always been ambitious. I've always been just like nonstop high achieving. I want to do all of these things. And I had all of these goals for myself. And Yes, I'm grateful that I was able to achieve, you know, a lot of the goals, most of the goals, but definitely not in the time frame that I thought that I would. And because things weren't happening in the time frame that I thought, I would get very depressed. I would get very sad. I would get very, you know, just frustrated and overwhelmed. And even when I'm I'm working with other women, like a lot of the frustration comes from the fact that they there's always a should. Like I should have gotten to this point in my career by now. I should be making this amount of money by now. We put all of these artificial timelines and schedules on ourselves. And when we don't accomplish things in those timelines and schedules, then we feel like we're failing. We feel like we're not doing what we're doing. You know, we're watching other people and seeing the pace that they're moving at. It really is just in your best interest. It's in my best interest just to remember that we are all going through life at our own pace. We have different experiences. We have different, you know, you know, just different life situations that make us who we are. We need to honor our pace. Everything happens in its own time when it's supposed to happen. And while you should always have goals, you all know that I am the first one to say, have your goals, have your strategy, have your plan, you know, cut yourself some slack and don't always rush to do things just because you see someone else doing something by the time they're 30, 40, 50. You don't have to rush yourself. Like I, I'm going to link in the show notes to a, to a couple of posts on this topic. One is an Instagram post that I did um, that really resonated with all of you. And then is another post that I got from um, Valicia Butterfield, her Instagram. I'll link to both of those things. It really just talks about like, calm down, girl, <laughs> right? You'll, you'll accomplish what you'll accomplish at your own time, in your own time. So just honor your pace. The fifth one is just really simple. Power posing works. There was a TED Talk done by Amy Cuddy. Um, I will link to it in the show notes. And it just talks about like 
before she walked into meetings, she does all these power poses that really helps her, you know, tap into her confidence, tap into her strength. And I saw that TED Talk and it just seems so simple. Like, will this really work? But it does. I'm in elevators posing before presentations, before interviews, you know, even when I do like trainings and, and, and webinars and talks with my business, like I'm power posing. It really works. Get you some power poses, do them before any situation where you need to exert before meetings. Like if you're finding yourself being shy or reserved or, you know, soft-spoken and not really comfortable or confident, just try doing some power poses. I don't know what it is about it, but it works. Again, I will link to the TED Talk. It's really interesting. A lot of good things there. Something else that I learned over the years is to stop apologizing for things that you don't need to apologize for. Um, I did a, a... podcast episode on this one about why you'll never hear me say I'm sorry. And I'll link to that also in the show notes, but I'm not talking about don't apologize for things that you do that are offensive and that are rude and that, you know, you've offended people. No, but I'm just talking about in general, especially women, we, we just apologize for things that we don't, we have no business apologizing for. I'm sorry to, you know, I'm sorry to, to disagree. I'm sorry, but I disagree or something like that in a meeting, right? Don't apologize for that. You have the right to disagree, you know, or someone is, is is encroaching on your space and you're the one apologizing. No, you're being disrespectful. You're in my space. You back up. I'm not apologizing. There's just, it's so many like verbal verbal habits that we have. And this specifically is with women where we just, we're apologizing for things. We're taking the blame. We're take, we're, we're shouldering, you know, responsibilities that are just not ours to, to bear. And so what I've learned over the years is that I need to be more comfortable and more strong in myself, right? And not and not feel like I have to to apologize for being a woman or apologize for being strong or apologize for being confident. These are just things that, no, I'm not apologizing for that <laughs> for anymore. So unless I truly offended you, unless I've done, I've, I, there's been some, you know, moral transgression, you're not going to hear me say sorry for things. Um, I really purposefully make sure I'm not doing that when I'm writing emails and maybe I'll want to say, oh, I apologize for, and I'm like, wait a second, I didn't do anything. I'm not apologizing, right? So this is just something that over the years have helped me to build up my confidence. Um, And, you know, it's something that maybe you want to consider doing as well. The seventh thing I've learned, dress up for work. (laughs) So I'm coming from, you know, I've been in finance for for so many years until recently I moved to technology, which is a lot more comfortable, a lot, you know, just a little bit more laid back and lax and, and there's no dress code where I work. And I'm really finding that I operate better when I feel beautiful, when I feel, you know, attractive. And for me, that means dressing up. That could mean something totally different from you and your definition of dressing up could be totally different from mine. But I know for me, I really, I truly believe appearance matters. I truly believe that people take me more seriously. I take people more seriously, you know, like it or not, when I feel like they're putting their best foot forward. And so I've made it my mission to do that as well. So, you know, I'm trying to do something called Makeup Monday where I wear makeup every Monday to work. 
even if I don't feel like it, but I just want, it's just getting in the habit of really putting my best foot forward. And I'm also doing feminine Friday (laughs) where I'll wear a dress or a skirt or something like that. For me, that works because again, my company is the, there is no dress code and you can wear sweats and Uggs and walk around all day. I want to take some initiative within myself just to, you know, step it up a little bit. Because when I think about how I showed up in the office when I had to dress up, when I was in finance and I was wearing heels every day and dresses and suits and all of that versus how I feel when I'm just walking around in like yoga pants and sweatshirts going to work. To me, there's a difference in my output. There's a difference in my confidence. And so I really just feel like I need to get back to me, get back to basics. And and so whatever that means for you, maybe you do have to dress up for work already, or maybe you're fine wearing jeans or whatever, but whatever makes you feel beautiful, whatever makes you feel confident, um, that's what you need to tap into. That's what you need to do because, you know, you, you, when you, when you look good, you feel good. And when you feel good, other people receive you in that way as well. It all matters. So do whatever you need to do to feel like dressed up and to feel pretty. The eighth thing I've learned is to get a crew you know, have a work crew, have people that you can trust and talk to who can be in your corner. I'm not saying you have to share all your personal business, but I know for me, the situations, the work, the work situations that have been the most fulfilling for me have been when I've had a group of people to lean on, to talk to, 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 to work things through, to vent, right? To go grab, you know, let's go grab a a coffee. I don't drink coffee, but you know, the the proverbial the metaphorical let's grab coffee just to kind of get things off of our chest and to talk things have always worked out better for me when I've had those situations so get you a crew get you somebody even if it's one person but get someone where you can vent and you can talk and you can be yourself and be authentic at work it really helps you you know just have a sounding board have someone to bounce things off of have someone that you can trust there have been studies Gallup um, does a whole study about you know employee engagement and what makes employees feel fulfilled at work and they have a it's called the Q12 survey, which is a list of 12 questions that over years and years and hundreds of thousands of people who've taken the survey, these are the 12 things that matter as far as employees being engaged at work. And there literally is a question that says, do you have a best friend at work? It's a thing. It's a real thing. When you have a person or people that you can trust and that you feel good about, you're more engaged, you're more fulfilled at work. So get you a group. The ninth thing I've learned, introverts can win at networking. I am an introvert to the core, as most millennials are, right? So I am an introvert. Um, I'm not shy. I always have to make this distinction. I am not shy. But yes, I am an introvert. I do prefer to be in my own space, in my own head. It does take a lot of energy for me to interact socially with other people. However, you can still win at networking even if you're an introvert. Maybe you have to in- to network in different ways. I spent a lot of years in my career not networking at all, you know, because I shied o- I I didn't want to be in those situations where I was about to say shied away, but I don't want to confuse you and make people think that I'm shy because that's a t- being shy is totally different. But, you know, I I kind of distanced myself from networking events and, you know, going up to people and making small talk and doing all of those things. And I, I'm sure I missed out on so many opportunities and I, and I missed out on so many, you know, relationships and friendships that I could have had if I would have just stepped out 
and, you know, kind of branched out a little bit more. So towards, you know, just more recently, I'd say in the last like three years or so, I've made it, I've made a real deliberate effort to find my own style of networking, right? And so I know that I do well in one-on-one settings. I do well, you know, writing via email, things like that. So that's how I choose to build my relationships. I'll reach out to someone via email, ask for us to meet one-on-one and kind of build an authentic relationship from there. When I think about the people that I've met in 20, in this past year, in 2017, online like through the internet like I have literal friends that I met in through dms like sliding up in people's dms and now we're like you know really good friends um and people that I've met you know in business or my career you know mentors all through that way like you there is a way for you no matter what you are whether you are shy whether you're an introvert or extrovert or whatever There is a way for you to customize your own brand of networking so that you can build relationships and get what you need to continue to thrive in your career. So don't let people tell you that, you know, in order to be a master networker, you need to come out of your shell and become more like an extrovert and do this and and go to all these after work events and, and all of that. Introverts can win. There are ways to network, even if you're not necessarily wanting to be out and about and be seen and all of those things just figure out what's what works for you how you can customize networking and 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 at the end of the day networking is about building relationships so figure out how you can build relationships using the tools using the personality traits and the characteristics that you already have the 10th thing i've learned in my 34 years is that everyone is a hot mess underneath it all no matter how put together someone looks I used to see people and I'm like how does she have it all together how does she look amazing she has this great family great relationship her kids are well behaved she's getting promoted she has all this money she's vacationing here and there but everyone is a hot mess when when as I started to like really build relationships, you know, going back to my other point and talking to other people and really probing and getting to know them and asking questions. Everybody is a duck in water, just like me, looking all calm on top on the surface, but underneath paddling like crazy, trying to trying to stay above water. Everyone is a hot mess. Everyone is like that. No matter how great things look on the outside, look at Miss Beyonce, right? Coming out looking amazing. Who knew what was going on with her and Jay-Z until Lemonade came out? You didn't know. You didn't know all that drama existed. (laughs) That's how it is. Yes, I had to do the random Beyonce reference. That's how it is with most people, with all people. We all have stuff. We all have things that we're working through. No matter how perfect someone's career looks, believe me, my career is not perfect. My life is not perfect. I come here every week and I talk to you about how to improve your career and what you can do. But please know there's areas in my career that I still need to improve there's things about myself I definitely need to improve so we're all a hot mess and once I realized that you know they say misery loves company and it's not that I'm happy that people are a hot mess but it just makes me feel like I'm not alone I'm not crazy you know there's not anything wrong with me I am pretty much the norm so just know that everyone is working through their own stuff you just continue to work on you and everyone else should just continue to work on them The 11th thing that I've learned is that you've got to make time for friends and family. Like this is something, 
especially for this year, especially for 2018, I am going to make this a priority. I've rejiggered my priorities this year. You know, last year, it was spent a lot of time on my business, a lot of time on career. I was trying to make a name for myself at my new job, like all of these things. And yes, I'm still working towards, you know, I still have some huge goals for 2018 when it comes to my business and my career. But number one on that list is making time for my family and making time for my friends. You know, we need we need a support system, right? In order to thrive, in order to be happy and fulfilled in life, you need a support system. And if you're not spending time with them, if you're not cultivating those relationships that you have, if you're not, you know, allowing yourself to be accessible, if you're not returning texts or phone calls, if you're not going to birthday parties, if you're not spending time and caring about what's going on in other people's lives, you'll, you'll turn around and realize, okay, yeah, so I made it here in my career. I've been able to do this, but I have no one to share this time with. I have no one to celebrate with. I have no one to, you know, just to share these good things that are happening in my career. So it's really important that you do make time for your friends. You do make time for family. You do make time for those people who care about you because we need that. We need as human beings and especially as, you know, women who are on the rise and wanting to 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 be successful, you need to make time for those people to support you and you need to have those outlets. So definitely something that, you know, I haven't necessarily been as good at in the past as I could have been, but something that I'm focusing now and I'm seeing just how important it really is. And as I look at women who I admire and I look at women who have really done a lot in their careers, a recurring theme is that they have, you know, they've made time for their family and it looks different from everybody, right? They've made time for their family and friends. It it looks what's, 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 you know, who I consider my close friends, which one of my friends I want to make time for and how my family looks is different from yours. But whatever it is, you know, whoever holds that those special places within your life, make sure that you're making time for them to cultivate those relationships. The next thing I learned is that everything has a season. Nothing lasts forever. No matter how, you know, on top and amazing, you know, things may be in your career for, you know, one year, maybe next year, it's not as amazing. Maybe a new boss comes in and kind of shakes things up. Maybe you have a tough time. Maybe you're trying to get promoted and things just get really, really intense and hectic for a while. Or, you know, maybe, you know, it's just high, If it, whether it's a high year, a low year, whatever it is, nothing lasts forever. Everything has a season. Just Embrace that. Know that no matter, you know, the high highs that you're going through and even the low lows, it's not forever. Embrace where you are. Enjoy the good times. Work through the bad times. And eventually, you know, things change. Life is cyclical. This was a huge lesson that I learned, especially I'd say in 2016. That was like my year. My That was not a good year for me personally. And just always repeating to myself, nothing lasts forever. This too shall pass. Everything has a season. Like I've been able to take that not only through my personal life, but just even in my career and just knowing that, you know, I'm having a tough day today. Tomorrow will be better. Yes, these people are annoying me. I'm having all these meetings and people emailing me and all of these things at work. 
but tomorrow will be different. You know, I'll have a vacation coming up or, you know, someone will make me laugh. Just nothing lasts forever, right? Everything has its own season, has its own time. And the sooner that you really embrace that, I think we know that. Like people say that, nothing lasts forever. We say that. But once you really know it and believe it, it really just changes the game in your career when you understand that this is not permanent. Number 13, nice girls really do finish last. And I'm not saying you should be mean and you should be just so, you know, rude and unapproachable. I'm not saying that, but don't let people walk over you. I, I tried that. I've tried, there have been so many iterations of my personality. Like if you would have met me when I first started working and I was just trying to find my way and I was just so feisty and so like, oh my gosh, the angry black woman personified um, versus when I got told about myself and I was humbled um, and told that, yeah, this is not how we do things here in corporate America. You need to like dial that back a little bit. Um, and then I went to the total opposite where I was just really, really nice and really, really, you know, a pushover and realizing that I was you know, really passed over for a lot of things. It just wasn't, it wasn't a, a, that's also not a good time. I had to find my happy medium, but you know, you, I'm not telling you not to, to not be a nice person. You know, I'm not saying that, but there needs to be, don't, don't go so far into, you know, the nice girl where people are walking over you and people are taking advantage of you and you're not, you're not, you know, you're not, excelling in a way that you should be because you're not speaking up for yourself, you know, really, really, really take the time to stand up for yourself, to have uncomfortable conversations, to confront people professionally and respectfully. But when you need to, you know, nice girls do finish last in 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 the career. Like this is really, it's true. You have to, you know, have a little bit of like chutzpah. Like I don't, I don't even know all of a sudden I'm using you know, Yiddish words, but you really need to, to really stand up for yourself, right? And tap into your inner diva, honestly. And once I learned that and I, and I found that happy medium between angry black woman and pushover, things have completely just improved in my career. And I've been able to thrive just because there's like a, there's a happy medium. There's a place where you're not going to tolerate certain things happening, but you're also you're also going with the flow and you're also respectful and you know friendly but there's just a, a perfect you know balance and once you can tap into that you'll find that things will be different in your career number 14 you can absolutely live the dream and whatever the dream is for you define that for yourself you can get it please don't ever believe that you can't achieve what you want when i think about what i've been able to accomplish in my career i've been i went from literally laid off on my couch you know no prospects no job leads like unemployed like just nothing happening so depressed so unhealthy to becoming the most senior black woman at my company. Like I've literally made that transformation in just a few short years. 
you can live the dream. I wanted, you know, I wanted to have a seat at the table. I wanted to be getting paid a certain amount of money. I wanted to have a certain type of flexibility and I've been able to achieve those things. And when I think about the dream that I have to continue and what my goals are even further down the line, I am so confident that I'll be able to achieve it because I know that I can live the dream. I really learned that firsthand that once I put, you know, my goals down to paper and I got my plan in place and I do what I need to do, I can achieve what it is that I want. Number 15, your attitude determines your altitude. This is something my father used to say to me all the time and it was so annoying. He write it in birthday cards. He just randomly just texted to me and I just didn't get it, but I do now. <laughs> Thanks, dad. But your attitude definitely determines your altitude. You can only go as high and as far as you allow yourself to believe. If you have a negative, just like defeated mentality, then your 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 achievements will reflect that or your lack of achievements will reflect that. If you want big things to happen, if you want to, you know, just take your career by storm and do what you need to do, you got to have the right attitude. You got to be positive. You got to believe, right? In order for those things to happen. Number 16, pretty self-explanatory. What I learned is that I need to use every single vacation day that I'm given. And this is a non-negotiable for me. I don't understand how people don't use all their vacation days. You need to regroup. You need to recharge. Like, In the U.S., we are the worst at using our vacation days. First of all, we have like the least amount of all of the, especially in these European countries, having like, you know, months and months. I worked for a French company uh, before this company and had seven weeks worth of vacation. Seven weeks, right? Um, That's unheard of. We really need to value vacation time, value time off and actually use it and actually actually, you know, disconnect when we're on vacation. You know, having that time is really important because as I learned it for number 17, the burnout is real. You know, I'm currently reading Tiffany Dufu's book, Drop the Ball, which is amazing. I'm definitely going to do a review on that book in the coming weeks. I'm almost finished. Um, And it just talks about basically, you know, how to achieve more by doing less and being okay with having to drop the ball on certain things and really just prioritizing what's important to you. It's an amazing book. And again, I will, I'll link to it in the show notes, but I'm also going to do a thorough review on it in coming up. But there's a chapter where she talks about just being burned out and it's real. Like I can really attest to so many times in my career where I've been completely burned out and it stemmed from, you know, not being clear on what my purpose was, not being clear on what I should be working towards, but also because I wasn't taking the time to recharge, right? I wasn't using my vacation days. I wasn't disconnecting when I got home or on the weekends. I wasn't, you know, focusing on self-care and doing those things. So burnout is real. Number 17 is what I've learned. Um, And so make sure that you're doing the things to avoid being burnt out in your career. Number 18, write down your goals. If you don't write it down, it is not real. I've learned that for real. Even sometimes I've written down goals, forgotten about them. Like I've just literally wrote down my goals. Like at one time I wrote down 100 goals. These are things I want to accomplish in my life put it somewhere. It was lost in a basement somewhere. Like, I don't know. I found that paper and without even thinking about it or giving it a second thought, 
I've accomplished like 20 things, 20 things or 30 things on that list without even giving it a second thought. I literally just wrote them down and was able to accomplish it. So imagine when you write them down, put a plan towards it and work at it. Come on. The sky is the limit. Write down your goals. Make them real. Make them make them so real and tangible and you'll achieve them. Number 19 is something that I've learned that I've always known, but I've really learned this in my career recently, is that having a mentor is not optional. It is not optional to have a mentor. It is mandatory. You, If you don't have a mentor right now, you're after you finish listening to this episode, please go and figure out who it is that you look up to in your career. They don't have to be in your industry. They don't have to work at your company. You don't even have to know them right as of right now. Figure out who it is, who is this person, who, you know, what can you learn from them, and then map out a plan of how you can get on their radar, how they can become your mentor. Having a mentor is not optional. In order for you to really break through in your career, you need to be, you know, learning from and aligning yourself with someone who's been there, done that, and can help you, you know, to to help motivate you, to help inspire you, to give you guidance, to give you advice. You really need that in your career. If you think about anyone who you admire, anyone who's done well, please know that they have boatloads of people, you know, in their team. They have mentors, they have sponsors, they have people that are giving them guidance and advice. And you need to, you know, if it's good enough for those people that you admire that are successful, then obviously it's good enough for you. So make sure you find yourself a mentor. The next thing I've learned is that whatever room I'm in, I belong there. You know, I try to really, whenever I get in a space where I have this negative self-talk, it's like, why am I here? What am I doing? You know, do I belong here? I can't believe that they've asked me to speak here, or I can't believe I'm giving this presentation, or why did they pick me? I have to remember that I belong here anywhere I am. If, if you get an interview, if you've been invited to interview, you belong there, right? Just prepare yourself, put your best foot forward and do the damn thing because you belong there or else they wouldn't have asked you to come. If you get a job, if you get an assignment, if you're supposed to be working on a project, whatever, wherever you are, that's where you belong. You know, own the room, act like, you know, you know that you're supposed to be there and do what you got to do. Impress them, show up and show out. Whatever room you're in, you belong there. That was a big lesson I learned and something that I will continue to take with me as I move, continue to move further in my career. And as I, as the rooms that I, that I'm in, you know, become more, you know, intense and they have more senior people and there's, there's more at stake. Like this is even more important for me to remember. And I want, it's something I want you to remember as well, that whatever room you're in, you definitely belong there. So act accordingly. Number 21, find time to develop your skills. Find time to develop your skills. That was a it was a verbal underline by repeating it twice there, okay? I spoke about this a lot, especially in episode 26 where I talk about developing your professional skills without going broke. For real, people who are successful are content continually working at building and honing their craft. If you want to be whatever industry is that you're in, your goal should be to be the best. And in order to do that, you need to continue to grow. You need to continue to develop. And this should be something that's on the forefront of your mind, something you're always thinking up about how can I get better? 
So find the time to develop your skills, figure out what you want to develop, find out how you can get it done and go ahead and do it. Number 22, know that one day you'll be the old chick in the room. So just so just so just remember that when you go through right now, it's all cute. Like I remember starting my career and I was like just graduate and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm the I'm the little young thing. I'm the new thing on the block and just feeling that sense of that goes back to the ego, that sense of like, yeah, I'm fresh and new perspectives and, you know, kind of not scoffing, but not respecting and not 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 revering the knowledge and the wisdom that was also around me. And as I get older and I'm now, you know, coming up sometimes, sometimes, you know, I work in technology. So there's a lot of young people that I work with. And even at 34, there are many times where I am one of the older people, you know, in the room. And it's just something that I've, it's just funny to me. It's just something that it's just, to me, reminds me of like just the circle of life, right? It just reminds me of how things come full circle. So just something, this is just something that was important to me for me to continue to just respect. So whenever I am in a space where I'm with someone who has some more wisdom or who is more seasoned, more experienced, I just I just look to, res- I respect them more just because, you know, I want to be respected when I'm in those situations, but I, but I also get it now. So this is, this is like a full circle moment for me. Um, so it's something that I've learned. Number 23, finding fulfilling work is a form of self-care. I learned that for real, for real in in 2017 um this is a form of self-care because you care about yourself because you care about your mental well-being because you care about your your physical and emotional well-being you should also care about finding fulfilling work point blank period you spend so much time at work that it matters if you're like if you're happy there it matters if you're fulfilled so you know you can't say oh yes I practice self-care and I do all these things for myself but then go into a toxic environment every day it's just it's like an oxymoron so this is something that should be a priority for you to always be fulfilled it's something that's a priority for me non-negotiable I must enjoy what I do I must be fulfilled I must you know be happy in my career non-negotiable The next thing I learned is that you should not be asking a blind person to proofread your vision statement. And this is like a metaphor, obviously. But for me, that means like, be careful who you're sharing your vision and your goals with, right? If someone is blind and they can't see and they have no goals and they're so negative and they're, you know, stuck in their own, in their own ways, don't go sharing what your goals are and what you're trying to do because they're going to try to talk you out of it. They don't understand how this is your goal. They don't understand why you're trying to make six figures. They don't understand why you want to get that other that next certification. They don't understand why you won't just stay at the company you're at. You know, it's cool. You're comfortable. Why are you trying to do something else? Right? They won't understand it. They're blind to this stuff. They're blind to what you're trying to do. So just be, be really careful who you get advice from, who you share your goals with, you know, be really, really careful. The next thing I've learned is that entrepreneurs aren't the only ones who can make money in their careers. Don't let people tell you that just because you're in a nine to five, you will not make money. You can use your nine to five to leverage real wealth, to build wealth. You can use it to invest to save, to buy, you know, property, to start businesses. You can do, you can, you, you can build wealth. You can make money. You can, you know, increase your earning potential and get to six figures and beyond. You can do all of those things 
even with your nine to five, okay? Being an entrepreneur is cool, right? I'm an entrepreneur as well. Like, that's great. But don't feel like if, if, if your goal, if you have no intention of being an entrepreneur, it's not of something that's interesting to you. Don't feel like you're just doomed to being poor and not making money and, you know, being underpaid. It's just not true. I've learned that so many times. I'm a living example that you can use your nine to five to build and to get more and to be on a path to financial independence and financial freedom. You definitely can. The next thing I learned is that you can't do better if you don't think better. You can't do better if you don't think better. Mindset is everything. Thoughts become things. If you can't think it, if you can't believe it, then you won't do it. And it's just as simple as that. This is why I'm always talking about mindset. I'm always talking about, you know, what you think. I'm always talking about getting in the right mental space because you can't do better if you don't think better. I've learned this. I know this to be true. I know this for sure, as my girl Oprah would say, right? If you want to do things better, you got to think differently. You cannot think in the same way that you've been thinking in the past if you're trying to make changes. Number 27, making a lot of money means nothing if you don't keep any of it. Oh, I learned this lesson big time. So I talked about, you know, in number 25 about you can make more money. You can make money in your nine to five. You don't have to be broke just because, you you, you know, you're not an entrepreneur. However, it's not just about making the money. It's about keeping the money. And so I've learned that, you know, I'm growing up, right? I'm 34 years old. I got a family. I got a husband, a daughter, like you got to be responsible. You got to understand. So, you know, I've really over the past, you know, few years been really making deliberate efforts to just be more responsible um, with my money. I follow people like, you know, Journey to Launch and Clever Girl Finance, and I'll, I'll link to them as well. And these are like, these are actual friends and actual, you know, people that I know and I love, but also love their work and love what they stand for. Um, and so they've really helped me to put myself on in a, in a on a journey to really be more smart, be smarter with my money and be smarter with what I'm doing and making sure that I'm keeping my money instead of, you know, giving it all away to H&M or whatever online shops of the month. <laughs> um, so that's something that's important. That's something that I've learned. Number 28, things don't have to be all or nothing. I definitely tend to have an all or nothing type of personality where it's like, well, that didn't work out. Okay, so it's all over. That that one piece didn't work out. So it's all dead and done. I'm over it. Not happening anymore. It doesn't have to be like that. Like, don't have to be that traumatic. You can compromise. You can switch gears. You can course correct. Maybe you had a specific goal to work at a certain kind of company or to get this promotion and it didn't happen. Doesn't mean you have to just throw up the throw your hands up and say, forget it. I'm over it. You know, I'll, it'll never happen. I just I'm gonna give up or I'm gonna leave this company or whatever. You can you can try to reconfigure. You know your goals. You can press the pause button you don't have to completely reset but you can hit pause do some damage control figure things out and then move on to the next thing it doesn't have to be all or nothing life is not like that it is not black or white 
lots of gray in my career, lots of gray areas in my career, probably lots of gray in yours as well. Just be open, be flexible, know that, you know, this is this is a this is a really fluid journey, right? It's not static, it's not linear, it's very fluid. So you just have to roll with it and see what happens. And that's part of the fun. That's part of the fun in the journey is to, you know, like I'm sitting here now, right? I'm I'm 34, turning 34. Who knows what next year holds? Who knows what the next two, three years hold? It's part of the fun. So just, you know, trust yourself, set yourself up for success, but then go with the flow and see what happens. The next thing I've learned is that teamwork makes the dream work. As I said earlier, I am an introvert, so I do prefer working by myself and kind of just doing me and and all of that. But when I do open, you know, expand my horizons and open myself up to connecting with other people and working with others and, you know, really being an essential part of a team, good things really do happen. You know, I've, I've learned to kind of trust my intuition and trust my gut when I meet new people and, and I kind of figure out like, okay, who can I really work well with? Who can I really build a relationship with? And I kind of latch onto those people and build. And I find that, you know, big things happen when I do that. So teamwork is important. You know, learn how to connect with people and how to work well with them. It really helps you take your career further. Number 30, kind of in the same vein, I've learned that I need to surround myself with winners. You know, what they say, your your network determines your net worth. Like, I, I really believe that. When you surround yourself with people who are winning, when you surround yourself with people who they feel like the sky's the limit and they're always trying to accomplish something and always trying to achieve something, then you're kind of, you're like soaking up that goodness, right? You're soaking up that winning attitude and you're also having bigger goals, right? You're also trying to do big things. They say, you're the average of the five people that you hang out with the most. So make sure you're surrounding yourself with those five people that are about their business and about the things that you're about so that you can, you know, be the average of that. So that's something I've learned. Number 31, I learned that Beyonce has a team that helps her. There's so many times where I've been so guilty about, you know, dropping things at home and like my house is atrocious and messy and just not doing what I need to do because I was so focused on my business or so focused on, you know, something that was going on in my career or, you know, I'm really focused on family and, and kind of making sure that I'm all in and doing all these things. And then I'm neglecting, you know, my friends or neglecting or not answering emails and things are piling up and I'm, you know, things are falling through the cracks like just a lot is going on and then I'll feel guilty and then I'm like, okay, so then I'll get myself together in my career and at home, but then I'm not working out and my health is slipping and, you know, I need to lose weight. Just all of the, it's just like things, it's just never ending. There's always something pulling me from one side and, you know, I will look at someone like a Beyonce who seems to just have it all going on or any other celebrity, like just anyone that you look up to and you're like, how do they, how do they do this all? And then I have to remind myself, they got a team, right? They got people to, to handle the, 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 the minute details and the administrative task. And, you know, they don't have to worry about, you know, putting gas in the car and make sure the bills are paid and going and meal prepping and making grocery lists and, you know, getting the daughter's hair done and getting your hair done and, you know, going to the, to the gym. Like they just have people, they have a team and I don't have that team. So I can't beat myself up for not being perfect. It just, this is life and this is the real deal. And I need to understand that. So that's a big lesson I learned and I'm going to continue to hold on to that. That's a mantra. Beyonce has a team. That's something I tell myself whenever I feel myself slipping into that guilt 
space. I have to remind myself of that. Number 32, I learned, I've learned that I know more than I think I do. You know, there's times where I feel really, really, like, dumb <laughs> and, like, I don't know what, what I'm doing. And, and I, think of, I think of just anything that I've been able to learn initially, I felt like I'll never be able to do this. How, how does this work? I don't understand. This is so hard. And then fast forward, like, six months down the, ro- the line and I'm, like, a pro at whatever it is. And I'm teaching other people how to do it. Or, you know, I kind of just take a deep breath sometimes when I'm faced with something that I've never been faced before, take a deep breath, say a little prayer. And I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and do this. And then I figure it out. Right. Or sometimes the things that come out of my mouth, like it just really surprises me. And I'm like, wow, how did you know that (laughs) you, you really are smart. Right. I've learned that I need to just give, cut myself some slack. I have proven that I can take on new challenges, that I can learn new things. And so whatever it is that's challenging to me in the moment, I'll get through it and I'll learn it and I'll do whatever I need to do. I've done it before and I'll do it again. This is something that I've really learned um, over my career and I'm sure the same is true for you. Number 33, everything that I'm stressing about, everything that keeps me up at night and makes me upset is just really not that serious in the grand scheme of things. And I hate to like belittle my, you know, some experiences sometimes. But when I really sit down and I think about like last month, I don't even remember what the whatever the big thing was that I was so stressed about, you know, last month or even last week that I don't even remember now as I'm speaking to you right now. It obviously wasn't that serious, right? So sometimes I really have to put this in perspective when I'm like overthinking things and like going crazy trying to pin down every single detail and, you know, trying to make things perfect. And, you know, it's it's really not that serious sometimes. I really just have to tell myself that, you know, yes, you wanted this specific, you know, project to work out or someone said something that really upset you or your boss didn't give you the, the, the recognition that you felt like you should have gotten. Yes, you should fight for yourself. Yes, should, you should care. Yes to all of those things. But at the end of the day, it is not that serious. You need to be clear on what your priorities are in your life, the things, what what are the, the top three or four things that really are that serious. Focus on those things and everything else, it is what it is. That's something that I've learned and that's something that I continue to learn is that, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to stress myself out over every single thing and I cannot, you know, be just so emotionally tied to, to things that just don't matter. So I'm really just taking an approach of like, it is what it is. It's not that serious. It'll work itself out. It's not life or death. Like I tell myself that at work like multiple times a day. This is not rocket science. This is not life or death. I am not saving lives. Relax. Like I literally have that pep talk to myself at my, at my desk. So that's something I've definitely learned. And number 34, the 34th thing I've learned in my 34 years is to stop overthinking. I'm going to I'm going to verbally underscore this one as well by repeating it. Stop overthinking. I learned this lesson a long time ago in my career, thankfully, because it seems like because I'm really lately have been surrounded by a lot of people who do overthink a lot um, more than usual. And so I'm like, what is going on with me that I'm attracting all of these people who really overthink things so much? Um, 
And I think it was really just for me to have this reflection moment for me to realize that, wow, I've really come a long way from overthinking things and and picking apart every single thing someone said or before I make any decision. It just it just paralyzes me to think about, you know, should I do this or should I do that? Or what if I do this? Like some level of strategic thinking and, and think weighing your pros and cons. Yes, important, but it's not important for every single decision that you make. Some decisions is just like either do it or don't. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a long drawn out process. So, you know, that's definitely something that I've learned um, to stop doing and to continue to stop doing and to try to coach people to stop doing that, doing that as well. Overall, you know, I've learned a lot over the years. I started working in 2005, um, and I think about that girl fresh out of Spelman, not knowing what was going on, how I landed in the position that I landed in or the industry I was in, just not knowing who would have known. Fast forward, you know, that was 2005. Fast forward now to 2018 to see where I have gone in my career. You could have never told me that this is where I'd be. So grateful for all that I've been able to accomplish, all that I've been able to achieve, and all that I'm going to continue to accomplish. So grateful for it all. I've learned so many lessons over the years, you know, and this was kind of like a compilation. I didn't intend for it to be this long, but this was like a compilation of just the top 34 things I've learned. Hopefully, some of these things resonated with you as well. And hopefully you're you're inspired to sit down and reflect on what you've learned over the years in your career so that you can, you know, just be better, continue to be better and, and to build and to not make the same mistakes and to, you know, really just learn from the lessons that have come up in your career. So that's all I have for you. This has been fun. Um, and I'll talk to you later. And there you have it. 34 lessons I've learned in my career, the special birthday bonus episode for the show notes and all the links and resources and tools that I talked about in this episode. You can go to yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 27. Talk to you later.